0: Welcome to the Metabolic Coach Podcast, where it's all about exploring a new way of losing weight, one thought at a time. And I'm your host, gynecologist and a certified life and weight coach, Dr. Rashmi Pawar. Hello, my friend, and welcome to today's episode on low-risk and high-risk pregnancy. Like, if you are someone who is wondering, like, what sort of coach am I? Uh, I'm actually an OBGYN, who's also a life and weight coach. So I am capable of solving any life problems apart from weight problems. So I call myself metabolic coach purely because I my main agenda will always be around how to have Optimal health using our mind. So, since this podcast caters to women with PCOS, they have either been pregnant or will be getting pregnant, or would be having girls who would get pregnant or will be getting pregnant, all of that. So, I want you to know these things. So, today's episode is specifically to someone who is either trying to get pregnant or is pregnant or has been pregnant in the past. And what I want to offer you guys is how you can manage your mind even when you think there are certain expert people who are supposed to help you and you think that is not enough. So, today's podcast is about low-risk and high-risk pregnancy. And I want you to know why we call someone a high-risk pregnancy and a low-risk pregnancy. It depends on the kind of care that we give them. So a low-risk pregnancy would be anyone who doesn't have a high-risk factor. And this is not a complete list, so I don't want you to make a list out of it. Like Just rely on the fact that your doctor will tell you if you're a high-risk pregnancy. There is no need for you to think that you're a high-risk pregnancy, especially if you're a low-risk pregnancy. So high-risk pregnancy for us means we need to be a bit vigilant when it comes to monitoring of the mother and the baby. So it can be when the mother, like there are maternal factors, fetal factors, and placental factors, which can make a pregnancy high-risk. So maternal factors and mother's factors can be like she's old, like more than 40 years of age or less than 18 years of age, a very young pregnant girl. It can be if she has any medical disorders like diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, even obesity actually makes a patient high risk uh, if her BMI is more than 30 or a low BMI patient. Even that makes her at risk for certain things. Uh, anemia, uh, asthma, if she's having or epilepsy, or thyroid issues. um, Many such medical condition, if a pregnant patient is having, she becomes high risk. Um, Any pregnant patient who needed help to get pregnant or who has had recurrent miscarriages in the past or who has lost her pregnancies in the past, those patients will become high risk. Or in a current pregnancy, if she was a low risk pregnancy, as in she had no risk factor, absolutely everything was fine and she got fever like COVID in these days, or she was she needed induction, or she needs admission for monitoring, they become high risk. When we come to the fetal aspects um, of a high risk pregnancy, anything wrong with the baby, as in there's some anomaly in the baby, something wrong in the baby, not like life threatening, but there's something which needs more monitoring or a baby small or there is less water around the baby, or there's more water around the baby, or the water bag has leaked and she has not delivered, or the baby's not moving. These are some of the factors which can make her a high-risk pregnancy. Then the last part is placental factors, whether she's having any bleeding, there's any placental separation, or there's any placenta previa as in the placenta is low-lying, or covering the cervix, or... um, there are some problems in the placenta, these factors can make you a high-risk pregnancy. This is the technical aspect, which most of your doctor would tell you. And you generally see a doctor for nine months, and especially if you're trying to get pregnant or you've been pregnant, you've lost your babies, you'll be seeing the same doctors again and again. They help you in that clinic visit to some extent, but then you go back to your old thinking patterns. And what I want to offer you is that I'm not here to tell you what to do and what not to do as an obstetrician. I'm not here to promise you, okay, your baby is going to be fine, absolutely fine. There's going to be nothing wrong with you and I promise you're going to get a good baby. What I want, what I'm here to do is To show you that you have a capacity to have that healthy baby. You have that capacity to have everything that you want. The pregnancy that you want. The babies, the family that you want. You have that capacity in you. You have that capacity to be healthy throughout the pregnancy. And be healthy as a mother to have a healthy family and a future which is healthy. And this comes so like strikingly obvious to me is because as a medical person, we always thought it's all about facts and numbers and decisions that we make for our patients so that they get the outcome that they get. But to tell you the truth, there are so many things in pregnancy that we have no answer for. Like, how does a patient keep miscarrying again and again? Like, I know some things that go wrong, which we can correct. And we we have some treatment for it. But there's so many aspects of pregnancy, like why miscarriage happened. We have no answer. We have not discovered the reasons why these things happened maybe I will make a podcast about that soon. But what I want to tell you is there are so many things in pregnancy that happen we have no answer to. And when I was in India, where everyone is so religious, even here in UAE, where everyone is so religious, we tend to go to God and we literally, even as doctors, as medical people, as scientific people, would tell you to believe in God to give you what you want. Now, I'm not saying... That God does not exist or you are like, like you are someone like God has no control over you for sure. If you think there is a God, if you believe in God, you know, God will send you the right things and the right, um, right belief to make things happen for you. But at the same time, shit happens and complications happen and things go wrong. And then we somehow internalize all those things and make it mean something about us. So what I want to offer is, when you think you're a low-risk pregnancy, what does that mean? Like, what is that making it mean about you? When I tell a patient that, hey, you're a low-risk pregnancy, so that does not mean that your problems with, with which you come are not serious enough that your worries are not legitimate. It doesn't mean that. Low risk when we in hospital or in clinic-based practice, when we use that term, is purely for us. It's not for you. What you and your problems are 100% valid. So don't ever doubt that. Don't ever hesitate asking what you're fearing. And sometimes, you know, even me when i was a patient i completely suppressed my fears even me as a first time mom when i saw my baby getting what she got and then when i got like scared of it and when i asked another fellow physicians for things they all like, I always thought they made fun of me for being a first-time mom, for being so anxious and being so scared and being so silly to ask these things. And this is not just, like, imagine if a physician mom feels this way. I can't even imagine what a, a normal female who's not a physician, who's not that scientific, what she goes through. And sometimes ignorance is a bliss. But in today's day and age, with Google and uh, all the search engines where we can have access to information and where we can have like answers, quick answers to our problems. It's a mess because that just creates a lot more fear. So what does a low-risk pregnancy mean? And what does a high-risk pregnancy mean? So if you're a high-risk pregnancies, like understand one thing. I personally think... That a first-time mom is also a high risk because she doesn't know anything about anything, right? Like she doesn't have a life experience about it. So if you don't have a life experience about anything, your brain freezes, right? If things go wrong, and if you start thinking, like which it happens, like in fraction of seconds, your brain will like start throwing thoughts at you. You're gonna like freeze, uh, or you're gonna like either freeze, or you're gonna like Uh, run, (laughs) or you're going to try to suppress it with food or social media, or uh, you're going to get angry, like it will all project into all sort of weird negative emotions, which will produce net negative effects on your body and your pregnancy. Whereas if you're a high risk pregnancy who has already like been through a traumatic experience, you're just probably like scared that (laughs) the whole time that something is going to happen to you or your baby like either you're going to die or the baby's going to die or you know something like that our brains are programmed that way our brain's agenda is only one that you should be safe like we should be safe in every possible way and it literally micro 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 manages it manages everything that we do so that we stay safe. But sometimes it's like an overprotective mom. She's like constantly nagging, nagging, nagging. And the kid is like frustrated and exhausted, like how much can my mom nag? So our, our, our brains can be sometimes like that mom. So our brains can actually make any small thing into a whole new issue. And then when that thing starts, And when we step into that fear worry, it starts growing. The thoughts keep like the more we think about it, the more we talk about it, it just keeps growing, 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 and it starts affecting our actions, which creates our results. So, what I want to offer you guys is that there is a way to manage your pregnancy without having an overpowering primitive brain which is trying to just protect you but in in at the same time is producing excessive amount of stress is producing exhaustion is producing worry fear um, anxiety and this constant feel of something is wrong something like there can be many thoughts like that so what i i am recommending all of you guys is Start keeping a journal, okay? And that's the best way to access our thoughts. That's the best way to distinguish between our primitive brain, which is our toddler brain or a child brain, the inner child and the inner adult. Distinguish between these two, the inner child and the inner adult. The inner child will throw a fit, is scared, wants to protect you. Whereas an inner adult knows everything is okay, nothing has gone wrong, everything will be okay. Because in reality, if you think about it, if you're listening to this podcast, you have a device with you on which you're listening to this. You didn't just get this device; it didn't just land in your lap. You did something to get it. Like even if you're like a rich person who has, who's, who's, who got this as a gift, still, you were that rich person, you stayed that rich person's kid and you did something right to to get those gifts. And if you're someone who doesn't have like money to eat, but still has a phone and internet, you're doing something right. Your brain will always keep you safe. You have to believe that. But at the same time, we want your brain to work in the moments of Or in the moments when it is actually life-threatening. Worry only in those moments. And not worry all the time. Because the more you worry throughout your pregnancy, the more your stress hormones are high, the more it's affecting your pregnancy, the more it is affecting your health and well-being. And it's like snowballs into everything. All you have to do is distinguish between your inner child and your inner adult. That's it, all the time. Because your inner adult is so clear about whether it's actually life-threatening or no. So let's take an example of someone who's pregnant for the first time. And low risk or high risk, whatever it is, she sees some bleeding In first trimester or in the first say at eight weeks pregnancy, she sees some bleeding. Now the inner child in her is so scared that she freaks out. Like she makes it mean something like, Oh, it's because she had sex with her husband. Oh, her husband caused her this harm. Oh, something is wrong with me. Oh, I'm not supposed to have this happiness. Oh, I'm gonna lose this baby. You know, something in those lines. Whereas the inner adult is firm and calm, as if like that mature, wise mom, she's like, okay, I saw this bleeding. Let's go and check with the doctor. The doctor will be the person who will actually tell me if something is wrong. That's it. And she goes to the doctor, gets it checked. What is going to happen is going to happen, right? There's no way you can control that because if it's a healthy baby, generally your body will ensure you get that healthy baby. Trust me. I know that from 15 years of work experience. So what's wrong if you will ask me, like if there is someone who actually thinks, hey, I'm not going to like think or talk about anything negative. I'm just going to go to the doctor. That person, does she not have negative thoughts? Of course, she's going to have all the negative thoughts. But that person literally keeps repeating, Nope, I'm going to go to the doctor and get it checked. Nope, I'm going to go to the doctor and get it checked. She keeps on focusing on the positive. That maybe nothing is wrong. That maybe it's okay. And whatever happens, she will be fine. She will still live. Because the healthcare system is too amazing now in this day and age. So, if you are someone who's pregnant, I highly recommend start keeping a journal. You can keep it as a notebook or keep it on your phone or your desktop. No one cares to read that, trust me. If you think someone is going to catch you and use it against you, all of that, no one cares. No one does only person who cares about being caught is you (laughs) so leave it use the journal write for five minutes a day just for five minutes use your inner adult to see what your pregnancy is actually capable of all right my friends i'll see you next week and if you find this information helpful please share this with someone who's newly pregnant or is trying to get pregnant or just like you know, someone who's pregnant. All right? That's it for today. Thank you. If you found this information helpful, please subscribe and give a review so that this podcast can reach more women with PCOS who have been told to lose weight to normalize their condition. Have a good day.